أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Lesson number 153 سورة الكهف We'll begin from ayah number 50 وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ And mention when we said to the angels prostrate to Adam السلام, And when was that? After the creation of Adam السلام. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded all of the angels that they should prostrate to him. And remember that this prostration was what kind? It was for the purpose of honor. And some have said that it was for greeting. Some have said that it was to show Adam alayhi superiority above the angels. And although sajda is an act that is exclusively for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Over here when the angels are prostrating to Adam, even this prostration is an act of obedience to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just as qatl of a human being, it is not permissible unless for a just cause. But we learned that Ibrahim was commanded that he had to kill his son. And he placed a knife over his son's neck even. But that act was in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So similarly over here, when the angels are prostrating to Adam, this is what? An act of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَسَجَدُوا So they all prostrated. It is said that the people of knowledge, they have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created anything with His own hand except for Adam salam and Jannah. These two Allah created with His own hand. Because remember, لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيَّ It was said with regards to Adam salam, And also with regards to Jannah, we learned that Allah has created it with His own hand. And the Torah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote it with His own hand. So we can see the superiority of Adam salam, That Allah made him with His own hand. This is why he commanded the angels that prostrate to him. فَسَجَدُوا So they all prostrated. Immediately. Why? Because Allah had commanded them. إِلَّا Iblis Except Iblis. And who is Iblis? Was he of the angels? No. Allah says, كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ He was of the jinn. So why was he amongst the angels? Because of his apparent piety. Because of his apparent righteousness and obedience. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this command to this group of the angels, and Iblis was included in that command, the reality of Iblis was exposed. And what was that reality? That فَفَسَقَ So he transgressed an amri rabbi from the command of his Lord. فَسَقَ literally means to come out of the limits. It is derived from فَسَقَ الرَّطْبُ عَنْ قَشْرِهِ That the ratb, the date, it came out of its outer skin. When does that happen? When it becomes extremely ripe. So similarly, fasaqa is when a person comes out of the bounds of obedience. He disobeys. He does not care about the commands that have been given. So fasaqa an amri rabbi. Allah commanded him that he should prostrate, but he left that command, meaning he disobeyed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questions us. He questions the human being. Then, O oh you human beings, do you all take him? Take who? Iblis. وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ And his children. Awliya As friends. Minduni Besides me. Instead of taking me as a wali, instead of obeying me, instead of befriending me, 
you choose the friendship of Iblis and his children? You choose to obey Iblis and his children? When you know that Iblis hates you so much, that he refused to show any respect to your father, and he disobeyed the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, still you obey him. أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِي So we see that أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ This is tifham. It shows that how strange is it? How foolish can you be? How foolish can you be that you're taking your enemy as your friend? Now we see over here that the ذُرِّيَّة The offspring, the children of Iblis are mentioned. What does it mean by this? ذُرِّيَّة has been understood as literally the children the offspring of Iblis. Because as it is said, that Adam salam is Abul Bashar. And Iblis according to some is Abul Jinn, Al-Jan. He's the father of all jinn, according to some. So, this shows that Iblis does have Zurriya. He does have some offspring, he does have some children. Now one of the Salaf, he was once asked, that does Iblis have a wife as well? He said, I did not attend his wedding. I have no idea. I wasn't there at his nikah, so I don't know. What's the point of saying that? There is no benefit in knowing whether Iblis has a wife or not. Believing in the angels is a part of iman. And belief in the jinn in the sense is also a part of iman. Right? Because Iblis is our enemy. If we say that, no, no, there's no shaitan, no jinn, you're denying parts of the Qur'an. But believing in Iblis's wife is not necessary. It does not make a person mu'min or kafir. It does not complete or incomplete a person's iman. Especially because we have not been informed. However, what we have been informed is that Iblis does have zurriyah. And what's the evidence of that? This ayah. And also we learned that the Prophet ﷺ, he told Salman anhu that do not be the first to go to the marketplace. Do not be the first to enter the mall. And do not be the last to exit. Do not be the first to enter and do not be the last to exit. Because it is the place where shaitan lays his eggs and children. So what do we learn from the hadith? That shaitan lays his eggs over there in the marketplace. And that's where he gives his children. So we learn from the hadith and also from the Quran that shaitan does have progeny. He does have some offspring. And this is the case with a lot of the creation, that they reproduce, they increase. Animals, birds, human beings. So shaitan also, iblis also, the jinn also, they reproduce, they increase in their population. And the zuriya of iblis, what is their purpose? What do they do? They are the workforce of iblis. Iblis's mission is to lead people astray. And his zuriya, what do they do? They assist him in accomplishing that mission. They work for him. We learn from a hadith that is reported in Muslim that Jabir, he reported that Allah's Messenger وسلم, said that Iblis places his throne upon the water. He places his throne upon the water. And then he sends detachments for creating dissension, for creating discord amongst people. So he sends groups of shayateen, of the evil jinn, to the people to lead them astray. And the nearer to him in rank are those who are the most notorious in creating dissension. 
So who are those that are closest to Iblis? The worst amongst them. Those who are most successful in leading people astray. And when he sets his throne, what happens? These shayateen, they come and they report to him as well. He sends them and they come back and they give him reports. So one of them comes and he says, I did such and such. And he says, you've done nothing. I'm not satisfied with this work that you've done. And then one amongst them, he comes and says, I did not spare so and so until I sowed the seed of discord between a husband and a wife. I did not leave him. I did not leave her until I made sure that there was discord between the husband and the wife. So the shaitan, Iblis, he goes near him. And he says, you have done well. You have done well. So we see that Iblis, he sends his zurriya, he tells them what to do, or he sends them to lead people astray. They come back and they report to him about their accomplishments. If it's something as making somebody commit a sin, he's like, okay, you haven't done something great. However, if a shaitan has caused discord between a husband and wife, he has caused them to be separated, then Iblis says, you have done very well. And Armash here, he said, that Iblis then embraces that particular shaitan. So this is how happy he is. So when a person is arguing with their spouse, when there is enmity and hatred that is growing between two spouses, between a husband and a wife, who is getting happy? Shaitan. So don't let your enemy be happy. So أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ Are you taking them as friends? That you're obeying them and you're befriending them. مِن دُونِي besides me وَهُمْ لَكُمْ عَدُوُ And on top of that, they are for you enemy. Shaitan and his zurriya are enemy to you. So how could you befriend them? How could you obey them? بِئْسَ لِلظَّالِمِينَ بَدَلًا How evil is the exchange for the ظَالِمِينَ What is badal? Exchange, substitute, alternate. Meaning what an evil exchange the ظَالِمِينَ have done. What an evil substitute they have taken for themselves. People are offered the friendship of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Befriend him, obey him, listen to him. But some people, the zalimin, what do they do? Instead of taking Allah as their friend, they take shaitan as his friend. So what an evil substitute. What an evil alternate. Think about it. If a person leaves one friend for another, and if that friend is better in some way, the new friend, then you say, okay, It was a good choice perhaps. If a person is a business partner with someone, he leaves him and he chooses another business partner. If he's better in some way, that's a good choice. However, if you're choosing someone who is your enemy, who is only going to bring harm to you, what an evil substitute, what an evil exchange, what an evil alternate. بِئْسَ لِلظَّالِمِينَ بَدَلًا مَا أَشْهَدْتُهُمْ I did not make them witness. خَلْقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ The creation of the heavens and the earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that He did not make the shayateen a witness when He was creating the heavens and the earth. What does it mean by that? That Iblis and his zurriya, those whom you've taken as allies, you obey them, you listen to them, Allah does not give any value to them. To the point that He did not even make them witness the scene of creating the heavens and the earth. Why would someone make another a witness to the action that he is doing? Think about it. You're doing something and you have someone come and watch what you're doing. Why would you do that? 
so that they can have a share in it, so that perhaps they can guide you through it, or perhaps they can assist, they can help you in some way, or they can approve of what you're doing. So you would only call someone to witness your action when you give some kind of importance to them. Isn't it? And if you don't give any importance to someone, you don't even want to have them near you when you're doing that action. Like for example, imagine you're cooking. Who will you call? Your mom. And if there's someone who just comments and comments and does not let you do your work, what are you going to do? You're not even going to tell them you're standing in the kitchen. Or you're going to go at a time when they're not going to see you. Why? Because you do not give any importance to them. So the shayateen, Allah does not give any importance to them. مَا أَشْهَدْتُهُمْ خَلْقَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And it also shows that they have no right when it comes to the creation, when it comes to planning the creation. They have no right, the shayateen. They have absolutely no share. They have no authority. وَلَا خَلْقَ أَنفُسِهِمْ And nor the creation of themselves. They were not made to witness the creation of themselves. Themselves meaning the other shayateen. Iblis was not made to be present when the other shayateen was, were being created. No. So in other words, they have no share when it comes to creating, when it comes to planning. And they have no power over their own creation as well. So when they are so powerless before Allah, how can you obey them? How can you give them more priority above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? وَمَا كُنْتُ And I am not مُتَّخِذَ One who takes الْمُضِلِّينَ Those who misguide عَضُدَ As assistant الْمُضِلِّينَ is the plural of مُضِل And who is مُضِل? One who leads astray One who misguides others مَنْ يَهْدِهِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ The one whom Allah guides, فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ There is no one who can misguide him. So mudil is who? One who misguides the other. So who are the mudilleen? The shayateen. Iblis and his zurriya. You have taken them as your friends, but in reality who are they? Who are they in reality? Misguiders. They misguide people. So such misguiders, I do not take them as adud. As an assistant. Who is an abud? Abud is from the root letters ayn, dad, dal. And abud is primarily used for the upper arm. The upper arm. What is between the elbow and the shoulder. The mirfaq and the katif. What is between the elbow and the shoulder. So what is it? The upper arm. And people flex their biceps. Why? To show their Strength to show their power, to show their might. So عضد is used for an assistant because your power, your strength is your assistant. So I do not take the misguiders as my assistants. Meaning they do not help me when it comes to creating. They do not help me when it comes to guiding people. So when I don't take the help of shayateen, so oh human being, what is wrong with you? Why do you take their help? Why do you make them your assistants. If Allah does not make them any kind of assistance, then how can you take them as assistants? Allah does not require any assistance from anyone. But when He does give a task to someone, then it is a favor to them. Like for example, the angels. 
they have been appointed to perform many tasks. But it's only the angels who are given those tasks. Are the shayateen given any of the tasks? No. So when Allah does not give any kind of task to them, He does not take them as assistants, then why do you take them as assistants? Why do you follow them? Why do you listen to them? Why do you seek help from them? They will never benefit you. They will only harm you. Think about it. If you wish to go somewhere and you need a guide, you need a GPS, for example. You're given two kinds of GPS. One, it is of the latest model or it has the latest maps in it and it guarantees you guiding you to the destination. And another GPS, it's like 10 years old. It doesn't even function properly. The battery's not there and the maps are old. Which one are you going to choose? The one that guarantees you the arrival to the destination. So if you don't do this with regards to dunya, then how can you take a mudil as your guide when it comes to the akhirah? Now in this ayah, there is a prohibition of taking shaitan as a friend. But taking who? A mudil as a friend. Someone who misguides. And in this is a lesson for us. In this is a prohibition of who? Evil friends. Those friends who lead you astray. In this is a prohibition of the companionship of ahlusu, of those who commit sins, of those who do evil. And that a person should be aware of such people, he should not spend time with them, he should not be in their companionship for long. Because if a person stays in the company of such people who are mudillin, then what's going to happen? He's going to end up bal. He's going to end up going astray. Because a person is on the religion of who? His friend. So, وَمَا كُنْتُمُ اتَّخِذَ الْمُضِلِّينَ عَضُدًا So you should not befriend such people. And we have learned earlier that وَاسْبِدْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ And at the same time, وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا Why? Because your friend will take you to where he is going. So if you want to be on the straight path, then who should you befriend? Righteous people. And if you want to be away from the misguided path, then you have to be away from misguided people. وَيَوْمَ يَقُولُ And on the day that he will say, who will say? Allah will say, نَادُوا شُرَكَائِي Call upon my shuraka. On the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell the mushrikeen, go ahead and call upon my partners. Meaning those whom you assume to be my partners. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls them shuraka'i to intensify the rebuke. That you claim that they were my shuraka, go ahead and call upon them. Alladina za'amtum, those whom you claimed, whom you asserted that they were my shuraka, or that they were your shufa'a. So what's going to happen? Fada'uhum, so they will actually call upon them. The people will call upon them for help, for relief. But obviously, فَلَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَهُمْ But they will not respond to them. Why? Why? Because they cannot. They are false. And even if they can hear at that time, they will not be able to respond. Instead, those who were worshipped besides Allah, the idols, as well as the mushrikeen, both of them, what will happen to them? They will be thrown into the hellfire. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 98, we learn, إِنَّكُمْ وَمَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ حَصَبُ جَهَنَّمَ أَنْتُمْ لَهَا وَارِدُونَ Indeed, you and those whom you worship besides Allah are fuel of hellfire. 
you all will be made to enter into it. وَجَعَلْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ And we will make between them. Between who? Between the mushrikeen and their shuraka. We will make between them مَوْبِقَى A barrier. A place of destruction. مَوْبِق is ism ظرف. And it's from the root letters. وَوْبَقَاف وُبُوق And وُبُوق is to perish. To go to ruin. أَوْ يُوبِقُهُنَّ بِمَا كَسَبُوا or he could destroy them because of what they have done. So wubuq is destruction. And wabaq is used for prison. Why? Because when a person is in a prison, that's it. He's destroyed. He's finished. And maubiq is a place where there is destruction before, in front, and also in the rear. It's such a maqam, it's such a place that if you move forward... There is destruction. If you retreat, there is destruction. So a person is trapped. It is also said that maubiq is a barrier behind which and before which there is only destruction. So we will make between them a maubiq, a place of destruction. What does it mean by bainahum? Bainahum has been understood as amongst them. That this is what they will share, a place of destruction. And what is that? The place of destruction is what? Hellfire. Because it is surrounded with, it is full of destruction. We have learned earlier that if a person will wish to escape, what will happen? He will be returned. The suradiq, the walls of the hellfire. So it is a place that is surrounded with, full of destruction. So bainahum, amongst them, this is what they will share, a mawbiq. And secondly, it has been said that bainahum means dividing them that there will be a destructive barrier between the mushrikeen and their shuraka. So even when they will call upon one another, they will not be able to help one another. They will not be able to respond to one another. They will not be able to assist one another. Because there is a barrier between them. And this barrier, if they dare to cross, they would be destroyed. So because of that, they stay where they are. Now just imagine, if a person is with his friend somewhere, and all of a sudden there's a huge accident, there's a huge disaster, and because of that he is on one side and his friend is on the other side. Perhaps there was an earthquake, and the ground between them has been split, so one is on one side and the other is on the other side. Now your friend is calling you for help, because perhaps he has fallen on the ground. He cannot get up. Or perhaps he's injured. But how can you go to him when there is a huge barrier between the two? And imagine if that crack is filled with fire. Or it's huge. Will you be able to go? You will not be able to go. And if you are in trouble, will he be able to come? He will not be able to come. This is what a mawbiq is. So this is how they will be separated. What did we learn earlier in Surah Ibrahim about Iblis? That Iblis will say on the Day of Judgment, مَا أَنَا بِمُسْرِخِكُمْ وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُسْرِخِيَّ I cannot respond to your call and you cannot respond to my call. I cannot relieve you, you cannot relieve me. Both of us are in trouble. We cannot assist one another. Similarly, they will be separated, they will be divided. We learn in Surah Yunus, ayah number 28, أَشْرَكُوا مَكَانَكُمْ أَنْتُمْ وَشُرَكَاؤُكُمْ فَزَيَّلْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ
What do we learn from this ayah? That the shuraka and the mushrikeen, they will be separated. فَزَيَّلْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ We will separate between them. They will not be able to come together. And this is a form of punishment. Because they'll be told, call upon your gods. Call upon my shuraka. And they will do so. But they will not be able to respond. And there is a mawbiq. So they will not be able to meet one another. What does it show? That any connection, any friendship in this dunya, any relationship that was based on wrong, that was based on disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will be severed on the Day of Judgment. Because think about it. All those people who worship idols, they love them intensely. They love them. They will do anything for them. All those beings whom they worship. But they will be separated on the Day of Judgment. Similarly, if there are two people who befriend one another, but the basis is incorrect, then what will happen? They will be split from one another on the Day of Judgment as well. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 67, we learn, الْأَخِلَّاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوٍ Close friends. Close friends on that day, some of them will be enemies to others. Best friends will be enemies on that day. Why? Why? Because they led one another astray. وَمَا كُنْتُ مُتَّخِذَ الْمُضِلِّينَ عَضُدًا They took mudillin as their friends, and therefore they will be separated on the Day of Judgment, إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ Except those who have taqwa. Their friendship will continue. Their companionship will continue. وَرَأَ الْمُجْرِمُونَ النَّارِ And the criminals will see the fire. فَظَنُّوا So they will be certain أَنَّهُمْ That indeed they. The word ظَنْ as you know means to assume but when it's followed by anna, it means to be certain. So they will be certain upon seeing the hellfire that أَنَّهُمْ مُوَاقِعُوهَا That they are going to fall into it. That that's it. They're doomed. They're about to fall into it. مُوَاقِعُوا is actually مُوَاقِعُونَ Plural of مُوَاقِعُ And مُوَاقِعُ is from the root letters وَقَافْعِينَ وَقَعَ وَقَعَ is to occur. But literally it means to fall. So they will know that they will be falling into it. They will be thrown into it. They will be plunged into it. وَلَمْ يَجِدُوا And they will not find anha from it مَصْرِفَ Any way elsewhere. They will not find any escape from the hellfire. So the hellfire will be shown to them even before they are admitted. Why? To intensify their anxiety. To intensify their distress. This is a part of punishment. And once they have entered, وَلَمْ يَجِدُوا عَنْهَا مَصْرِفَ And even when they're seeing the hellfire, they will know that they cannot escape it. What is masrif? Masrif is from the root letters. Sadrafa. And sarf is to turn, to turn away. So masrif is a place from where you can turn away from something. The word masrif is also used for drainage. For a drain, for a canal. Why? Because through it the water is turned away somewhere else. It is made to leave. It is made to escape. So, وَلَمْ يَجْدُوا عَنْهَا مصرفة, They will not be able to find from the hellfire any way out. They will know that this is their ultimate end. Who? The mujrimun, the criminals.